Welcome to Otaku American. This is Mikey Fresh here. In this installment of Otaku American, I'll be talking a little bit about um, some cyberpunk, uh, some Xbox Elite Controller 2 stuff, um, some of the D23 stuff. So I'm just going to start with the D23 stuff. And of what I saw from D23, because I'm not really, fo- I don't really watch Star Wars stuff all that much. I know there was some Mandalorian stuff and some other stuff that came up. Um, I'm more of a Marvel on the Marvel side. <clears throat> so uh, I know that I saw the trailer for um, Werewolf by Night. And, you know, from what I saw, um, it, it looks like it's a, a movie um that should be premiering sometime in october in regards to like a halloween kind of special kind of thing and it has a couple it has a cameo in there and it it looks like a grind a grindhouse kind of like black and white movie um i mean it looks dope for what it is i'm not uh, the biggest fan of uh werewolf by night or anything along those lines i know it was introduced in um Moon Knight, and we just had the Moon Knight series, so a lot of people, I know Soapbox J was really hyped for Werewolf by Night, that kind of thing, uh, but so far, you know, it looked pretty cool, um, I'm not against it or anything like that, so, but, um, will I see it? Probably so, I'm not, like, the biggest on, like, horror stuff and everything like that, I'm not, like, it's not like I'm afraid or, or anything like that, it's just that, it just doesn't do anything for me specifically. Um, but in the other Marvel uh, stuff that was announced was um, Secret Invasion. And that is something that I'm actually interested in. Um, the trailer. You can find a trailer of both Werewolf by Night and um, um, Secret Invasion on our uh, uh, Facebook page. Um, our group page or on our Facebook um, fan page. And, um, yeah, Secret Invasion looked great. Um, wasn't that long of a trailer, but it, from what I saw of the trailer, it was actually pretty good. You know, Nick Fury in there, Maria Hill is in there. It's basically taking all the, like, Marvel spies and putting them all in one series and, you know, <clears throat> dealing with the scrolls and everything else. It's, it's gonna be, I think I'm really looking forward to it, especially considering, like, I've kind of laid back a little bit on, um, She-Hulk. Um, I know I'm like two, two episodes back. I probably won't watch it until probably this coming Thursday, which would make the third episode. So I'm just going to basically blitz the three episodes and, you know, but I'm not like it's She-Hulk. A lot of the TV shows is funny. A lot of the TV show series that's on Netflix, not Netflix. I'm sorry. That's on the uh, Disney plus. It's like kind of hit or miss and a lot of them are characters i don't really care about like i wasn't the biggest fan of moon knight but i still watched it i think that the moon knight series was actually pretty good uh wandavision was pretty good um what if eh, i was okay with um falcon winter soldier was another eh. so a couple of the other shows were they were cool for what they were but you know um it, it, it's good to see that kind of stuff, like Miss Marvel and that kind of stuff. You can come out with more series in which um, you don't have to have, like, you know, um, a movie based. But speaking like Miss Marvel, I know there was some information in regards to the Marvels and some information in regards to uh, Fantastic Four and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing what else comes up out of uh, D23. So, 
But I also mentioned uh, in regards to some gaming stuff that um, you had Cyberpunk 2077 came out with a uh, uh, announcement that they're going to have two downloadable content DLCs coming out for that game. Um, The first one is something along the lines of like Netflix's Edge uh, Runners um, series. So it has a lot of that content coming into the game. Um, a couple of in, uh, like an, uh, some new villains and stuff like that. And then they have another download, but that downloadable content is available for <clears throat> all current and next gen. Whereas, uh, Phantom Liberty, which is another, uh, downloadable content that's supposed to come out sometime in 2023, that is only supposedly is only going to be available on PC and next gen, which is PS5. Or Series S, one of the uh, series, the Xbox Series consoles. So you know, if you're if you're still playing Cyberpunk uh, 2077, at least you know, along with them trying to fix the game the way it was supposed to be done when it was when it launched, they also are coming out with new uh, content. I'm not sure if it's going to be a price range, or if it's going to be priced, or if it's going to be free. I would imagine the lat the uh, former is going to be free. Whereas the latter is going to be a price. Um, but yeah, if you're still playing that game, especially on PC, you know, I know a lot of people are modding that game and then, it, it, you know, the modders, that's a whole nother circumstance. Sometimes with the modders, it, the game is like the way it's supposed to be as opposed to how it is. So whereas console players, you're pretty much at the mercy of the developer of the game itself. So. But uh, aside from Cyberpunk, I also found out there was some information in regards to um, EA and uh, Battlefield. And uh, Battlefield is a weird circumstance for me. Like of late, the Battlefield games have been terrible, like straight cash grabs. So or like their live functionality was just abysmal. So uh, I know that they said EA was saying, hey, we're going to have all these people come in to help fix this game and make it what it used to be. Uh, I know that uh, campaign wise, they they hired some people who used to be at uh, Bungie um, and they're trying to come up with a better campaign or whatever for Battlefield. And, you know, that's all well and good. But I'm going to be honest when it comes down to Battlefield. I was never one to be like, oh, I, you know, I play Battlefield for the campaign. I I didn't play Battlefield for that. I played Battlefield because, you know, it was one of those few games back in the day when I was playing them that you can, it's like 20, you know, 20, 30, 40 people on the on a field, on the battlefield, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And you get to, you know, be on foot, use any weapons you want, getting a tank, getting an APC, getting a, a plane, getting a helicopter and everything going on at the same time so and it was fun you know team versus team doing all those different things set your decide which you know class you're gonna be and just have a ball with a bunch of your buddies or just online well back then online was so much different than what it is now not saying that online was like back in the early days of um uh, multiplayer online with consoles or PC that it was such a golden era or anything like that it was just you know now I I find that 
back then it was like you just played the game and that's what it was now it's more or less like oh everything has to be an esport and then the worst part about it is now the developers are coming out well not even maybe not the developers but the publishers are like well every game that's multiplayer you gotta figure out a way to make it an esport game or like a card trading game or like a madden ultimate game or something like that something along those lines that we can monetize and then possibly be able to make it uh, if if not monetize it, make it an esport where we can charge people this, that, and the third. So, so we can make some money off of revenue or ads and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is getting ridiculous now. I can't with this kind of stuff anymore. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. This is the world we live in now in regards to gaming. So, but, um, yeah, that was pretty much what I had. But, um I I'm going to talk a real quick we're going to go to a break real quick but before we get to that break I'm going to talk about a little bit of uh, some of the games I just got recently so so as of this past Friday um, we had a couple games that came out, um, one of which was Splatoon 3. Um, I would normally play Splatoon 3. I just don't have a console um, uh, switch anymore. Um, I just didn't see the need of me keeping a console that I really didn't play too many games on. And, you know, um, a lot of those games that I would play on a switch, I could end up playing on the other two consoles, a PS5 or an Xbox. Uh, and of the games that are exclusive to Nintendo Switch, um, some of those games I don't really care for. So, and I didn't see the need in just keeping a, a Switch OLED just just to have, just to say I have it. So I ended up like selling it, and you know I just kept it pushing. But um, in regards to consoles I do have, I did go out and buy uh, uh, NBA 2K23, uh, which. As most people who know me personally, especially or throughout the years with this podcast, I am an avid sport, avid sports game fan, and I've played pretty much every Madden, pretty much every 2K and every um, NHL, uh, Mutant League football, pretty much anything that revolved around sports. I played it. So for the most part, you know, some of the soccer games I haven't played, but um, so I got NBA 2K22 and I had NBA. I've played pretty much every single NBA 2K um, on different consoles. You know, I just recently got a PS5 and I was able to look at the games I used to have on PS5. And I had some of the, you know, the 2Ks I had purchased on PS5, PlayStation as opposed to on Xbox. But I say that to say, um, so I got NBA 2K23 on Xbox. And um, unlike Madden 23, which... I played the trailer, not the trailer, I'm sorry, the title, not the title either. Uh, I played the trial um, for Madden 23 and was not impressed. I uh, got about four hours into it, was like, yeah, I'm not gonna buy this game. If I get the game, it's gotta be a heavy discount. Um, so, you know, I had to, uh, done the show couple, maybe a week or so ago with, um, uh, J Optics from uh, Mind on Matters, and we were talking, and there were things about 2K23 that I really, you know, was interested in. 
And now that I actually have 2K23 in hand, after the, doing this show, I'm going to play that game. Um, I it, it, Let's put it this way. I haven't, as an adult and an older adult, um, I haven't ever thought about buying a game, playing the game, and then thinking about calling out from work to play the game. I haven't done that in a long time, but I thought about it with 2K23. 2K23 is just like, I don't know. It's like, it's weird because for the long, like I was talking to uh, someone before earlier uh, yesterday about it. And for me, a lot of like the, my career stuff, it was hard for me to play that and play in the park and all of the stuff. It's fun. And I enjoyed it. Um, my problem was the shooting mechanic was so all over the place from game to game that I was like, I don't know if I could play this game anymore. So I, I usually like the last year and the year before that, I wasn't playing online that much against other people because I just couldn't shoot the ball consistent enough for it to even make sense. So, and then everybody else is playing a game and they're like, oh, they make it seem like it's so easy to like learn how to shoot in that game. And I'm like, I don't know, but for me, I've always been taught because, you know, unlike some people who, I guess, play sports games, sports games, but never actually played sports. Um, I've always been taught that when you shoot, you shoot at the top of your jump. Like if you jump for a jump shot, you jump in the air and then you release when you're close to your like your apex, I guess you could say uh, the climax of your your jump. And in 2K games, that's not the case. Like sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but you're not shooting according to your animation. You're shooting for a range. That's like, you you know, you had the range would go all the way up. Then there's like a spot where you have, usually it's defaulted yellow, but you can get it any color. And that would be your sweet or your, your green or you would call your you know perfect um, your excellent uh, release and then there's some space after that so and the the thing that threw me off all, all the time was the space after the perfect range I'm like the space the the perfect range part should be at the top of your shot not like you go to the top of your shot you always miss so and that was just my experience maybe i sucked like i said before maybe i sucked and you know i'm looking at it wrong but i played two guard in in high school and i've played two i i, I played basketball so like I, I don't know it was just the shooting mechanic was like and it was way different from any of the other two k's prior to that so that's why i was like eh. But I say all that to say that this year's 2K has gone back to how it should have been, where the top of your uh, your meter is where your green is supposed to be. And if you shoot and you make it to the top of it, just like in like other games where you want to get the most power and like, let's say a tennis game, you want to get the most power when you serve, you go to the top of it, you get your max and then anything else behind that is what it was. 2k has finally gone back to that and i can now shoot again so i am so happy that i can now shoot pick a point guard or a two guard and actually shoot the ball this time but i say all that which is weird because that's not when i when i put the game in to my console to play that game 
Actually, I didn't even put the game in it. I bought it digitally. But when I played the game for the first time, I didn't even go to my career at first because I wasn't sure how the shooting was going to be. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go to what I what attracted me to this game to begin with. And that was the M my NBA errors. Oh, my Lord. I don't know. It was just like I played that game that mode and it was just i played that mode for 24 hours straight um for people who don't know about that mode i think I, we talked about it a little bit last uh episode you basically you start you could start the error and my uh, my nba errors basically you can have you can start in one of four zones the first zone is the magic versus bird zone the second zone is the michael jordan error the third zone is the Kobe era, I think it is. And then the fourth zone is the modern era. And I started from the Magic versus Bird era. And that's, I think the first year you start that is like 82, 83. And I picked that as the Nets. Everything, when you start in that, whatever era you start in, the game looks and plays the way it would have been in that era. Now, I was born in 80. So the I remember the, how the games looked in the late 80s. They didn't look they they looked different from the early 80s, but it still looked close enough. And then going into the 90s, they had better overlays and stuff like that. As of right now, I'm still in the 90s. I think I got to like 95, 94, 95. And, you know, uh, just to draft the players and then me picking the nets. You know, it's kind of weird, though, to some extent, because I'm picking as the Nets and I'm going through the years and I know where players are in those years. And unlike, you know, how people would make up uh, make up draft classes, these made up these draft classes have those players like Michael Jordan, Akeem Olajuwon, uh, Larry Johnson and, you know, all these other years. And they have them as rookies where they would be. So I think the highest number I ever saw was like maybe 84 overall for like a certain player. Like I just recently drafted um, onto the Nets um, Shaquille O'Neal. I think it was like 84 or something like that. And I know David Robinson came out in like 92 and he was no or maybe 89 or 88. And uh, he was like 83 overall. So. They're not like 90s right off the bat, but some of them, it doesn't take long for them to get to that. I think like John Stockton was like a 76 when he was drafted. And then he, before I know it now, he's up to like 87. So, you know, um, yeah, you know, and it's not like, it's not like, you know, you get to 80 from 83 to 84 and then it's the draft aligned to whatever it was in that actual year. No, it's. If I did poorly with the Nets, I had a chance to get the first pick. And that's the way it worked. So, you know, it's more or less like it's like it's like the show. What if from Marvel in the NBA? What if Michael Jordan wasn't drafted by the Bulls, which in my game, he wasn't. He was the Rockets drafted and picked Michael uh, Jordan and uh, the uh, the Rockets got Jordan. And the Bulls end up with Akeem Olajuwon. So it's, you know, 
Larry, some characters, some guys, I say characters, like they're not real people, but some guys got drafted to teams that they would eventually end up on. Like for instance, the year that Larry Johnson got drafted, he got drafted on the Knicks, which anyone who's from this area knows, or anyone who's a basketball fan knows Larry Johnson eventually got on the Knicks, but he was drafted originally with the Hornets. So and then as the years go by, you have like, I think it started with 23 teams. And as the years go by, when the magic and everybody else comes in, they come in expansion drafts and, you know, all that stuff goes into play. So, you know, so far, so good. I'm enjoying. Obviously, I'm really enjoying um, what I'm seeing out of this game. And um, the franchise mode is like I haven't had this much fun in a franchise mode with any. Like I think the last sports game I played that I enjoyed the franchise mode was probably FIFA. So and that was like FIFA 21, maybe. So um, I am so, so happy and glad um, that they did this. Because it was it definitely need they definitely needed to do something because the NBA um, 2K's franchise mode was good. It was definitely better than Madden, but it still had its faults and had its problems. So but with this, it gives it a nice little spin and some new stuff to it. But to go, I just recently started playing the uh, the my career of uh, 2K23. And that's actually pretty good, too. I, I, I like what I, you know, the going back and forth they took away a lot of the college stuff i guess maybe they're going to make a college basketball game which would be would be dope but you know if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen but they don't have you going through like the g league and they don't have you going through um college and all this other stuff they it's like basically you get drafted to whatever team you want to go on and you know it starts from there but now it's like you go into like before you would go into the practice and then you can go to different people's offices and stuff like that now you go to the arena when in other games when you went to the arena you went straight into playing the uh the game you're going to play like with your professional team now you go to the arena you walk around in the arena you can go to the dressing room go to the press room um you know you can go out no uh, you could actually it's funny because when you come off the street you have to go to the locker room to change to your game uh, attire to then go into the arena and, you know, play the game. So, you know, they're getting more and more realistic, more and more, not realistic, but more and more what you would expect to happen if you're an actual player who's playing in the NBA. So, but um, this, these were all my first impressions. Obviously, I really love the game, really like the game so far. We'll see what happened. The music, the music is great. I like the music. Um, it has some nice um, new artists with some new, um, new artists or some new um, music from artists we already know. Um, unlike Madden, Madden has, Madden is just way too much hip hop, which is cool. I mean, you know, I heard one person say, why do these sports games even have like soundtracks when people just listen to their own stuff anyway? Not everybody does that. I know I don't do that. Um, so I'm, I'm cool with having a soundtrack, but I'm also like, so Madden, are you trying to tell me everyone who plays Madden listens to rock, listens to hip hop? Like, you know, 2K, maybe you can kind of get away with that a little more, like more, a lot more people probably listen, probably play nba games and listen to rap music or hip-hop whereas madden 
there's a little bit of everything and old school madden soundtracks would have a little bit of everything on it now it's just like nothing but hip-hop over and over again, over and over again trap music all this other stuff and i'm like there's just so many things that i did not like about madden 23 so but i'm gonna end it there um you know i like i said i'm really digging and really loving what i'm playing out of uh nba 2k23 probably have more of a review maybe have some other people on talking about how they feel about it but uh until that as always for otaku by otaku thanks for listening guys and peace